Hey everyone, this is Nicole Darian. I'm from Chicago and welcome to the What Makes This Place Great podcast, a show about traveling to new places and figuring out what makes each place great. Hi everyone, welcome back to the What Makes This Place Great podcast. I'm so happy to finally be back after a little hiatus. Apologies. Uh, Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, share it with your friends, and leave a review. (laughs) This helps me out a lot. Um, It helps boost visibility of the podcast and helps people find it. Um, So I'd greatly appreciate that. So this is officially my first episode in beautiful Hayastan. Um, I'm living in the capital of Armenia called Yerevan, and it's going pretty well so far. Um, at this point of this recording, I've been here for a little bit over six weeks now, and it's definitely been a transition. Um, I'm definitely going to produce multiple episodes here in Armenia because I'll be here for a bit. And I want to expose you all to as many personalities and opinions, um, and just so you get the idea of the overall lifestyle as much as possible here. Um, I want you to be able to fully understand what life is like. And so I'm going to create um, a few different parts to Armenia. So stay tuned for the future as well. Um, So this is going to be a pretty long intro before jumping into the interviews because I just want to give you all a rundown of everything that's happened over the last six weeks and just introduce you to the culture and the lifestyle here so far. So I don't even know where to begin. It's been pretty crazy and pretty wild. Um, I've been just dying to come to Armenia my whole life, obviously, growing up in a really strong Armenian community and constantly being surrounded by Armos my whole life. Um, there's definitely a pool and a draw to come here and see the land. Um, and when I learned about the birthright program a few years ago, I've kind of just been waiting for the right time in my career and in my life, I guess, just to make the jump and go volunteer for a bit. So, um, this year presented a good opportunity and, um, I kind of made that leap and did it. So I definitely wanted to do another one of my long travel stints before coming to Armenia as well, um, which you guys heard all about in previous episodes of the podcast. Um, If you haven't, go back and listen. (laughs) Um, I was super amped to get to Armenia and begin this program after being on the road and backpacking for almost seven weeks beforehand. Um, But the day before and the day of, actually, I kind of just got really nervous and, um, you know, the nerve set in and I kind of got cold feet a bit. So I ended my backpacking trip before coming to Hayastan in Vienna, where I was with a couple of really good friends and we just had so, so, so much fun running around Vienna for like five or six days. And I just was really crushed when it was over, to be honest. Um, They left super early in the morning to go back home. And then I had my flight to Yerevan late that night. So I kind of had a full day, uh, one more full day in Vienna to spend um, just solo exploring. And to be honest, I just spent a lot of the time crying. Um, Just so many thoughts going through my head, like, why are you doing this? And you have no idea how long you'll be spending there. You don't know the language. You don't, you've never even been to Armenia. You're living with this host family who you've never met. You don't know who they are. Um, 
I don't even know when I'm going to start working and I'm not making money because this is all volunteer work and uh, just so many, so many things going, going through my head. Um, and you know, am I running away from something at home and I haven't even been working up for three months up until this point and I gave up all my stuff at home and basically why am I doing this? And I have a flight in three hours and I'm not even keen on heading to the airport. So a lot of mental roadblocks that day. Um, but I mustered up the courage and got on the plane and, uh, obviously here I am. So again, the first six weeks, um, it was definitely a bit of a culture shock to be honest. It's funny because I've been to so many countries that are similar to Armenia in terms of um, just very, very slow, disorderly culture and just overall low standard of living and quality of life here. Um, however, I've always been just a traveler in those places. You know, you stay for a couple weeks, you do all the highlights, you see the coolest things, you eat the best food, and then you leave. Um, it's a completely different story when you're actually trying to live in a place and kind of set up your life. Um, so it just have, takes a, few, a little bit of time to adjust um, and talk to people who have already been here or who have been living here for a bit. Um, and, you know, it just takes a, a little bit of adjustment. Um, the first week I had issues with my cell phone at first, trying to get it to work um, with an Armenian SIM card. And, oh, oh my gosh. And, you know, street addresses just aren't correct here. Um, I got lost so many times in the beginning, and I'm not ever someone who gets lost. I'm, I'm always pretty, I'm always really good um, in terms of sense of direction. And, I was actually left at the airport at 4 a.m. when I landed here, so no one was there to pick me up. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, it, oh gosh, yeah, um, my my, I actually discovered my host family lived pretty far out of the city center. Um, I was expecting something much much different in terms of um, living uh, in the city, but. I've actually since moved out of my host family's house and, um, I have an apartment in the city center now, which I like a lot better, but, um, just looking back on all these problems that I had the first couple weeks, um, they all seem so minuscule now, but, um, now that I've fully adjusted, but, um, but yeah, if you ask me how, how's Armenia going the first week, I would have been like, um, yep. Um, looking for flights back home, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it just takes a little bit of time to kind of learn, all the hacks um, of the city, like how to get around and what apps to download to make things easier, um, what grocery stores to go to, how to run errands, um, just learning all the little simple things. It takes a lot of patience for sure. So the birthright program has been really amazing so far. Um, I've been taking Armenian language classes finally, um, going on excursions with other volunteers on the weekends, and the people in the program are super cool. The majority of people are from the U.S., um, mostly Los Angeles, and there's a bunch from South America. Um, a huge, there's a huge Armenian population down there. Um, I'm friends with a few Russian Armenians. Um, there's lots of Lebanese here, and everyone's just kind of from all over. I feel like I'm at summer camp again, um, just constantly meeting new people, and um, everyone is just so driven and happy to meet each other. Um, it's just been really cool because we all kind of share this one higher connection of being Armenian. And um, so it kind of makes everyone instant friends. And it's just one of those things where you don't have to explain yourself or your crazy weird culture to anyone because we all just, we all just get it. Um, and that's probably one of the best things about being in this program. Um, we're all here to 
learn about our heritage and kind of where we've come from. Um, so I really like my work so far. I'm with a workforce management software company. Um, it's a little bit outside of the city center. Um, I do pretty much everything and anything I can get my hands on um, for them. Um, it's really similar in culture to the to American tech companies. Um, everyone's young and fun, and we have beer in the fridge, and we do excursions together on the weekends after work and after work. And um, so that's pretty cool. But um, I guess process wise. It's definitely not all there. Um, there, it, this is our media. Re- let's remember, um, there's really no development process um, in terms of uh, like how it is in tech companies in the U.S. Um, that I've worked for. Um, but it's really cool because they look to me for help with more um, uh, to help them implement more process. So. Um, if you're familiar with the ecosystem of like agile or scrum, I've tried to help them implement, um, a better scrum process into their company. And, um, it's been really cool cause they've, uh, started, uh, started using it since I've been here. So that's been nice. And, um, I I'm also helping them release a new app in about a month now and I'm helping launch their marketing plan. So it's been really cool. It's a really laid back, chill environment. Um, everything is very slow. Um, it's a change of pace than what I'm used to, um, especially with, especially in a tech environment. Um, it's usually pretty rapid and development cycles are pretty crazy and hectic. Um, but it's, um, it's definitely an adjustment to, uh, kind of work a little bit slower here. Um, but it's nice because I can be as creative as I want and they kind of let me have full reign and responsibility over my projects. And it's really interesting to have, um, this much to, to be this creative in my role here. So I like that a lot. So I'm going to start getting into a few things that I really like about Armenia and what makes it a great, a great place, um, of course. So, um, overall Yerevan as a city is so much more developed than I expected it to be. Um, there's so much going on at all times. Uh, actually just a few days before getting here, um, there was a massive revolution that lasted a few weeks. Um, we elected, we elected a new prime minister after peacefully overthrowing the current prime minister. And, um, I repeat, it was a peaceful protest. Um, so that's the most important fact about the, the revolution, um, as a post-Soviet ruled country, Armenia is actually the first to peacefully transition its power by listening to the young generation who protested in the street for weeks. Um, so it was really so awesome. Um, I just kept reading the news and updates and seeing pictures every day before getting here um, when I was traveling in Europe prior to this. And I just missed the revolution by like five days. But um, as soon as I got to Armenia, uh, locals just kept telling me about how the mood in the city has just completely changed. Everyone is happier and friendlier and just excited to see uh, Nicole Pashinian, the new prime minister, come into power and hopefully eliminate a lot of the corruption within the government. Um, he's such a big celebrity here and people just love him so far. And um, yeah, it's been really cool to see this transition take place. Um, I'm here at such a really interesting time. Um, another thing I like about Armenia is that, again, the young generation is just extremely progressive and driven and becoming so much more ed- educated, which is just so amazing to see. Uh, this is a place where you can really make your ideas come to life. Um, for example, if you want to start a business or a nonprofit here, it's so, so cheap uh, and inexpensive to get something off the ground. 
there's very little overhead and best of all there's really no rules or regulations here um if I wanted to set up a food truck, for example, in Republic Square and sell something, like I could. There's no, there's just no rules. Um, in the U.S., you need permits and to jump through loopholes and God knows what else to do anything. Um, I've just met so many cool people here who've had great ideas and they come here to bring them to life. Um, that being said, though, a lot of Hayastansis complain that the diaspora and Armenians come here to like change Armenia and that um, that they're just so traditional and kind of just stuck in their old ways. But if by old means, by, if by old ways you, you want to stay in a post-Soviet era, then be my guest. But I just don't think that's a very good idea. Um, but, uh, that being said, I really admire the people who come here to change, uh, change the culture and the, um, the living standards for the good. Uh, something else I like, the really just cool and chill and amazing bars, restaurants, cafes. Um, it's seriously such a great restaurant and cafe culture here. Um, the city is filled with amazing, amazing coffee and food and open air patios just lining the streets. And uh, it's just so, so pretty. Um, I try and hit a few new cafes and, uh, and restaurants in the evenings every week. And the city is just so, so lively, um, especially in the nighttime. And um, uh, people get really invested in the nightlife and the restaurant culture here, especially now that it's summertime. Um, it's the best time to be here and just explore. Um, my friends and I here have a few common places that we really like to go to and just we know that it'll always be a nice vibe um going off of the food conversation i've seriously never eaten f fresher produce in my entire life it's just oh my gosh the fruit especially is so so good and i just love buying berries and cherries and fruit from the little meds mamas on on the street and taking them home i'm such a fruit hoarder um it's, it just can't be better here. It's amazing. Um, so outside of Yerevan, I've done a bunch of excursions all over the country so far. It's nice because uh, Yerevan is pretty centralized, um, so it's never more than two or three hours to get out of the city and explore the nature. Um, the nature and the landscape is seriously un unbelievable. Like, I mean, I always knew that Armenia was really, really beautiful, but um, it's it's seriously, it feels like I'm in another world. I can't believe this place exists and more people don't travel here. Um, I, I just want, I want everyone to know what a gorgeous country this is, just so, because I want people to come here. Um, the mountains are just so unreal. Um, if you go north a bit in the country, it's very lush and green and there's evergreen trees um, and it rains more and it's like foggy so it's kind of like the pacific northwest and if you go south um, it's more dry and rocky and uh, kind of like the american southwest so um, Yerevan is kind of a valley so uh, it's very very hot and pretty polluted in in Yerevan but if you drive literally 30 minutes outside of the city you're in the mountains and the temperature drops about 20 degrees instantly so it's super super nice um excursions I've been on so far I've been to Dillijan and hiked a few maybe three or four times now um aka the Switzerland of Armenia according to Anthony Bourdain long live <laughs> um I camped and went ziplining with my coworkers one weekend in Yenokavan in the north. 
Um, I've been to Lake Savan. Um, I've been to the Atagats region and saw Mount Atagats, which is the highest mountain in Armenia, um, the Ardeni wine region, and uh, literally a million monasteries. They're just everywhere. Um, it's really beautiful and peaceful to see these monasteries because they're just hundreds of years old and have sustained war and other ailments. Um, and it's, they're just gorgeous. Um, I'm going to Gimri next weekend, which is the second largest city in Armenia. Um, and then in a few weeks, we're all going to Nagorno-Karabakh, um, also known as Artsakh in Armenian, which I'm super pumped about. So stay tuned for all that. <laughs> So I just spent some time talking talking up Hayastan and everything that makes it such a great place. Um, there's definitely also things that make it hard to live here. Um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the pollution is really hard. And when I'm on my training runs, I just feel like I'm inhaling fumes from the old buses and, and cars. And again, Yerevan is in a valley, so it gets really smoggy. Um, the plus side is that as soon as you drive out of the city, the air is much, much fresher and cleaner. Um, another thing, people don't know how to drive here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I've definitely had a few close calls while in the back of cabs or if I'm running in the city and drivers just aren't paying attention. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, don't mean to scare anyone. <laughs> it's pretty normal to see accidents on the side of the road here and people just yelling at each other. Um, I do training runs with the triathlon club the triathlon club here in Yerevan, which I love so far. It's been so great training with them. Um, but someone told me that pretty much everyone at this point in tri club has been hit by a car while running or cycling in the streets. And, you know, of course the driver will always get pissed and drive away or blame the runner or the cycler. Um, so yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. Um, and safety is just a huge thing here. So um, yeah, just something to be, be careful about. <laughs> um, another thing that's so hard to get used to is just the intensely slow culture. Um, my mind works pretty fast paced since I'm from a big city and I'm just always used to having a thousand things I need to get done in a day. And that's definitely not the case here. Um, being late is a huge, huge thing too. Um, 7 p.m. dinner usually means like 8.30. <laughs> so all of the all the big group excursions I've done so far last about three or four times longer than they should. Um, that's not an exaggeration at all. Uh, it's just constantly having to wait on other people. Um, you know, someone has to take their coffee break and then, oh, I need a cigarette break. And, oh, I have to use the bathroom even though we just stopped like 15 minutes ago. It's, it's, um, testing my patience a bit, but, um, and those who know me well know that I have very, very little of it. And it's probably my, honestly, like lack of patience is probably just my biggest weakness. And, um, which is why I do so much solo traveling because I hate waiting on people. Um, but as, as they say, I guess patience is a virtue. So I'm learning to lighten up, um, little by little as time goes on here. And, yeah, it's been an adjustment for sure. Um, also just lack of professionalism from, from landlords, um, people who work in shops, restaurant servers. Uh, it's pretty normal to order something here from a waiter or a bartender, and then they just sit down and like scroll or talk on the phone. Um, yeah, the service industry is definitely not like American standards here. Also just something to get used to for sure. 
Um, but perhaps one of the hardest things to get used to here, um, and something that I seriously just don't vibe with is how women are treated. And it's still pretty old school and traditional in terms of male and female roles in the household and in society in general. Um, men just straight up don't let their wives work. Um, it's just, ugh, it's so unacceptable to me and seriously makes me cringe. Um, especially coming from the West where women work their butts off to do well at work and be on the same level as men. Um, when it comes to marriage, there's really no concept of like love or being in love behind the marriage. Um, people really get married just to get married here because it's expected and you have to get married young, of course, or else people question your entire life. Um, and people get married just to have kids. And there's really no deep connection behind marriage at all like there is um, in more Western cultures. And I don't want to talk about this subject for too long, but I definitely see this. And I know people here who are in very unfitting relationships and marriages um, just because it's expected um, and part of the culture. So it's kind of sad to see. Another thing is that men, men just don't greet women in a big group. Um, for example, when I'm at work or when I'm in groups of locals or big groups of people, um, men always say hello to each other and greet one another and then ignore me and ignore all the women. Um, so <laughs> it's like, okay, am I not a human? And, um, you know, God forbid I show a sliver of leg when I'm out and about in the city. Um, like I said, it's summertime here now and it gets up to a hundred plus degrees um, and uh, men will straight up just, you know, turn around and stare at you for 30 seconds and or they'll be driving and roll down the window and stare out the window. And um, I'll be sitting in the back of a cab and a guy will stare in the rearview mirror at me. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I go to a really nice gym here and even the male personal, trainer, personal trainers who see people working out every single day um, still look at me and the women in a way. And Honestly, I just give people dirty looks, um, or if I'm on a run, I kind of just throw up my arms and they kind of, you know, kind of get the gist to buzz off. Um, it really sucks though, because you know that they'll still continue to do this and, um, and have these values and this mentality. And it's not like I can change a person. Um, but it's funny because guys here really don't think that it's an issue. Like when I've had this conversation with men here, they'll be like, oh, well, you should have seen how it was like five or 10 years ago. Um, well, it's still a problem and you're also a guy. So what do you care? Um, so <laughs> not to get too heated about this topic, but it's just something that makes me SMH every time I leave my apartment, really. <laughs> um but but anyways, despite the issues that I've had in Hyastan so far, it's um, really, really beautiful. And it's just so, so rich in culture. And the people have such, such beautiful souls and really care deeply about your well-being, which I'm just in love with. Um, there's always something to do, always a networking event to go to or a concert or an exhibition or something. And the city really, really comes alive um, in the nighttime and in, in the evenings um, when people just stroll around, um, and it's just really, really cool to see all that. I guess another plus side that I forgot to mention is just, I love the hospitality here. Um, I, I grew up with lots of Armenians and huge Armenian family, extended family. And, um, you know, I knew that people were hospitable, but it's 
Um, it's unreal here. Like you can just be walking down the street and, um, and locals will invite you into their home and feed you and give you coffee. And, um, everyone really cares, um, about your, your safety. And, uh, um, if you like Hayastan, um, people will go out of their way to show you around and make sure that you're okay and that you're happy. Um, when I lived with my host family for about three weeks, I, um, I didn't have to lift a finger. They just, they wanted to do everything for me. Um, the cooking, their cooking was amazing and they wouldn't even let me take a dish to the sink. Um, they were just always prodding me and making sure that I was comfortable and that I was okay. So it can be a little bit overbearing sometimes, um, uh, since I'm such an independent person, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the hospitality here is uh, unmatched anywhere that you go. It's very different in culture um, in uh, in comparison to the U.S. Um, in the U.S., you know, if you have a guest come visit you in your home, the guest always sleeps on the couch and, um, you know, the host sleeps, continues to sleep in their bed. Um, here, it's the opposite. Like, the guest will always sleep in the bed and the host will take the leftover. Um, and that goes with everything, you know, like, if... Um, you know, if a person here doesn't have so much, they're more than willing to give whatever they have to a guest or someone who's new. Um, and it's just such a beautiful culture to see that. So one thing I really, really, really do enjoy. <laughs> but anyways, um, the whole point of this podcast is to hear interviews of locals and places that I travel. So let's finally jump into them. Um, for the Armenia episodes, uh, again, I want to give you all a variety of people just to give you an idea of different perspectives of living here. Um, so I'm always going to try to have a local, um, Hayastansi on the show, as well as an expat or a repat, um, diaspora Armenian on the show, um, who's come here to either volunteer or to work. I just think it's super important to hear from, uh, a, a Hayastansi as well as a diasporan. Um, because we have just such differing opinions and perspectives of, of Armenia. Um, and I want to give you all um, an idea of both sides to the story. So um, I think you'll be able to tell um, the, the differences in these interviews as well as in future episodes for sure. So in this episode, I interviewed uh, one of my coworkers, Mariam, who I've become good friends with. Um, she's originally from Vanadzor, which is the third largest city here in Armenia, and she moved to Yerevan for school and for work. Um, she's super outdoorsy, super outgoing, driven, loves to explore and do excursions on the weekends, which is why we get along so well. Um, she's definitely one of those people that uh, is great at um, kind of getting the whole group together, and she's um, the the social chair slash organizer of our company, and she's just so, so cool. I love her, um, so I think you'll enjoy hearing from her. And I also interviewed my friend Mine, who is also in the birthright program with me. Um, and she's probably going to stay here a bit longer term. Um, she's really, really, really in love with, with Hayastan. Um, she's from Los Angeles and grew up with a huge, crazy, uh, the huge, crazy Armenian community there. Um, she's volunteering with One Armenia, which is a nonprofit here that funds, uh, charities and philanthropic initiatives in Armenia. And she's really loving it. So she presents a really, really great perspective, um, about being from the diaspora and coming here for the first time to explore this country and culture. 
So without further ado, I give you part one of Armenia. So I'm here with my friend Mariam. Uh, we actually work together. She uh, works with me at one of my volunteer job sites. We sit next to each other every day in the kitchen. Uh, neither of us have desks. So we sit in the kitchen together. Um, and so we chit-chat all day and we work together on a couple projects. Um, she is originally from Vanadzor, um, which is the third largest city in, uh, in Armenia. And she moved to Yerevan and um, she got a job with Blue IP, the company that we both work for. Um, so I'm going to ask her what makes Yerevan a, such a great place and what makes Armenia a great place in general. Um, so why did you originally move from Vanadzor to Yerevan? So first, hi. As Nicole introduced me, I'm Mariam from Armenia. <laughs> and so the first question, I moved here from Vanadzor to study and then found a job and stayed here forever, I <laughs> think. Yeah, and what makes Yerevan a really good place? People, of course, and opportunities, because Yerevan is a growing and developing city, and there are a lot of growing and developing spheres that you can work, and I think it's really easy to find work here if you're a good professional and if you're really passionate to find a job. Nice. What so talk about the growth in Yerevan a little bit more. What what do you see that's changed? I guess over the last few years, or have you noticed a change in um, in growth since then? Since you've moved, the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the talk revolution which happened a month ago, mm-hmm. and that was really a big surprise for us all. And I was the one who took part in the process of revolution, the protests, awesome. and that was really good, so that's a huge change. And besides that, uh, the IT sphere is really growing, and I work there, I work in an IT sphere, so that is uh, one of the huge spheres that is growing, and also the biggest good uh, change in Yerevan, and generally Armenia. Uh, it is uh, that the new generation, coming generation, is really too smart, yeah. and they are change makers. They are revolutionaries. So I in love. I'm in love with the new generation that is coming. Absolutely, that's awesome. Um, that's definitely something that I love so much about Armenia too. It's just that the you kind of walk around Yerevan um, at night, for example, and it's a lot of like old people kind of just sitting around in the streets. But it's more of this the young generation that's. Um, really well educated, yes, getting jobs, um, and kind of making a difference in the community here. Um, that's really, really cool. Um, what do you like to do in Yerevan in your free time? In my free time, if I'm having some, <laughs> I love to sit in cafes and just enjoy how people, because people became very smiley, people started to smile, and I like just to follow with their smile. Yeah. And I love nightlife, which is very, really active in Yerevan, because people start to uh, start their day um, earlier and end it um, Late. later. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So it's really good, so in my free time, I really 
really like to enjoy the city and also I go gym, to yep. gym every day cool. <laughs> if I have time. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest part. And also there are really good gyms in Yerevan yeah. and people started to follow uh, with their health, mm-hmm. to follow their health and go to gyms and that's uh, one of the biggest changes. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. It's really good to hear. Um, and another thing that makes us uh, really compatible is that we both like to be outside. So talk about like the outdoor, like nature culture in Armenia in general, uh, and the mountains and the nature. Okay, that's my favorite p- uh, part because yeah. I'm a mountaineer and climber, and uh, the nature in Armenia is killing. Yeah. <laughs> because every people with different interests can find everything to do, and you can hike, you can just sit somewhere and enjoy Armenian nature. You can go to uh, rope jumping, you can go to zip planning, you yep. can go hiking, nice. you can go to rock climbing, every everything. Yep. Um, the ones who love extreme, the ones who like calm, and it's really, really. There's something for everyone, yeah. What? Sorry? There's something for everyone. Yeah, of course, there's something for everyone, and I like to take part in everything. Yes, <laughs> that I exactly. Mentioned. Exactly. And it's nice because all the places to do, all the outdoor activities, are no more than two or three hours away from the city. So it's everything is very accessible, which is really cool. So. Yeah, that's really good. And also prices are not too high. It's yeah. uh, Especially for the foreign tourists, it's right. really affordable. Mm-hmm. So everybody can afford anything in Armenia. And to have fun in Armenia is really cheap. Exactly. And the quality of service is really good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so talk about a little bit about like the hospitality life in, um, in Armenia. Um, Armenians are very known to be, you know, for example, if uh, a mitzmama is sitting outside of her home, like on the street, and people walk by, she'll invite them in for, for, for food and for tea and for coffee. So talk about like the hospitality in, um, in Armenia. Yeah, just go to the Armenian villages and ask someone to show you the way and they will, of course, <laughs> always take you to their house and just um, give you every everything. They just offer you everything with their tati vodka. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, everything that with... Uh, they will offer, uh, offer you everything food that they grow they food, have, they yeah. every everything, Absolutely. and they will just tell you something uh, with some fun stories, and so yeah, then you will fall in love with Armenian people. <laughs> they are too hospitable. I yes. love them. Yeah, I love that about here too. One thing I noticed on my very first day here was that I was riding the public bus to the city center, and um, a girl got on with a heavy laptop bag and a man sitting down held it for her um, while she was standing and I just thought that that was so sweet like everyone just wants to help each other here and I I really admire that about the culture a lot Um, so all that being said is there something that you maybe dislike about Yerevan or Armenia in general? About Yerevan uh, to be honest I just don't like that there is a few green places uh, that yeah the air is uh, too polluted yes. and uh, we need to do to make everybody who is in Armenia, we need to make Yerevan green again. Yes, exactly. I yeah, agree. that is one of the huge problems in Yerevan. Uh, so, but uh, I think it's not 
a big problem to solve, so it's easy to solve. And in near future, with our revolution country, yeah. we're gonna get more green Yerevan. Exactly. It takes a little bit of time, but I think after after some time, people will kind of catch on to the green movement, and hopefully, it'll be a little bit cleaner and less polluted. <laughs> Um, and then finally, for the last question, what does home mean to you? Oh, as I like to travel a lot, I think home is where I feel good. Yeah. So I think the world is a home for me, and no matter where I am, I always try to find good people and good atmosphere and just enjoy, and I can feel at home everywhere. So home is the world. I'm a citizen of the world, and everywhere that I can find good people, which is easy for me because I'm an extremely extrovert. Yeah, exactly. I can find good people and feel everywhere. at home everywhere. That's awesome. Oh, that was so perfect. Thank you so much. I'm with my friend Mine. We met uh, through the birthright program and we came around the same time to uh, volunteer here in Yerevan. Um, she's originally from LA, um, as most people, <laughs> diasporans are from LA. And um, so we've been hanging out quite a bit during our time here so far. And I'm going to interview her for the pod and kind of get her take on her time in an in Yerevan so far and um, what she likes about Armenia in general and kind of how it's different from LA and being here. So why are you in Armenia right now? <laughs> well, um, well, I'm from Los Angeles, which is a very hectic place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a very high stress environment, fast paced, which I do like the pace in a sense, but it became very stressful to be there. And I've also had like a very passionate longing to always like see Armenia since I am Armenian. I've been raised in that culture. Los Angeles has a very big Armenian base. Mm -hmm. So I've always had like this longing to be in Armenia Mm -hmm. and um, experience it for myself. So I had to come see it and see what it was actually like and figure out what this is that's pulling me towards being here. Nice. What's the thing that's kind of pulling you to be here right now? I mean, being here now, I've talked to so many people that are in the birthright program and there's some type of magic that's unexplainable Mm -hmm. that we all feel in a sense. I don't know where it stems from. I don't know what it it is exactly. And I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about the air, the food, the land, the people mm-hmm. that like pulls you and makes sense. Like everything feels better. And I've had many conversations with many people and especially my cousin, like I've had deep conversations with him and he's comes back and forth to Armenia and he wants to live here. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about how you will thrive in Armenia. There's something here that will propel you into the person you are and want to be. And there's something here that's unexplainable, but it's in all of us. That's so cool. 
Yeah. I thought that was like so perfect. That was so well said because I feel like everyone in the program and all the expats that I've met, not in birthright, talk about the same thing and they feel yeah. the same way. Um, what do you like about Yerevan and Armenia so far? Or like what activities have you done and are you looking forward to mm-hmm. So I really like Yerevan. Yerevan is something that was so unexpected. I actually tried to come here with no expectations. I didn't really try to research anything. I really wanted to come in open-minded and take the little that I did know and like put it on the back burner and come in with open eyes Mm -hmm. and truly experience it for myself. Yerevan is an actual city. Yes. That's what I try to explain to people at home and no one believes me. So when I told people that I'm coming to Armenia and I'm leaving everything, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving my job, I'm selling my stuff and I'm going to move to Armenia and I'm going to be living in Yerevan, they're like, okay, where is Armenia? What is Yerevan? Right. And you can't survive there in a sense. Like... What is this village you're going to? Yes. This is not a village. This is a proper city where there's amazing gourmet food. Right. And just... Monuments. Monuments, parks, museums. Like, there's concerts that happen in the street. There's festivals that happen that the whole city comes out to. Mm -hmm. Just walking down Husey Sign, you're like... Looking at all the performers and like there's a there's people singing, there's a concert happening, there's people that are engaged, like the people that live here engage in this city. Right. There's an energy, there's a hustle and bustle to it. It might be completely different than Los Angeles or New York or anywhere around the world, but like this is a place to be. Right. And the energy is is contagious. It's magnetic. I think. Yeah. It's absolutely. magnetic. How do you how where do you go where almost everybody in the city is engaged in what's happening, the activities that are happening. The games are the yeah, the games are on right now. Mm-hmm. What is it called? FIFA. FIFA, <laughs> the, the soccer. I'm not even into it, but I go to Swan Lake and sit there with friends and we experience it together. And right. you have all these shared experiences with these people. And it's an incredible thing right. that doesn't necessarily happen in other parts of the world. And we're all Armenians from all around the world. Like, when is this going to happen? How are we all uniting in this magical kingdom of yes. Yerevan? Exactly. It's kind of this unexplainable feeling where you don't have to um, justify yourself to the other to people here because you yeah. just know where you all come from and yeah. we all come from the same heritage. That's really cool. Um, describe a little bit about growing up in Los Angeles and kind of the big Armenian community there. Um, just for context, um, Glendale or in Los Angeles is the second largest Armenian population outside of Armenia. Yeah. So yeah. describe growing up in that community. So I feel like I had a somewhat unique experience mm-hmm. because I'm I'm Parskai, which means my parents are from Iran mm-hmm. and I was born and raised in America and I was I mainly grew up for the first 20 something years of my life in Glendale mm-hmm. with other Armenians but I I felt different from them mm-hmm. but yet I was still Armenian like and the thing is that a lot of people don't understand about Armenians from America that were born and raised. Like, 
we don't think of ourselves as American in a sense. Like when somebody asks you like your nationality or what you are, right. you say you're Armenian. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. just how you identify. Right. right. And I think that's pretty unique. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like there's so many aspects to growing up in Los Angeles and especially Glendale. Mm -hmm. You definitely feel a divide in a sense because there's three main types of Armenian, which is Armenians from Armenia slash Russian Armenians, mm -hmm. Persian Armenians, boss guys, and Arabic Armenians, which are Beutsis, um, Syrian Armenians, Iraqi Armenians, like... Mm -hmm. The yeah, those are the main three types, and you, in a sense, you feel that divide when you're in Glendale, especially mm -hmm. because people kind of put a weight on that. But at the same time, you're still all Armenian, and when you need to come together, you all come together. Like, right. if that makes any sense. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And do you um, like kind of realize the same hospitality in Armenia so far as like that? like hospitality feel and like homey feel in Los Angeles. So I actually texted one of my best friends. She's from Armenia. She was born here. She came here when she was young. Mm -hmm. well, she was, she came to America when she was young. Um, I texted her and I said, I finally understand you and your family mm -hmm. because you walk around Yerevan and you see flower stands. Yeah. And this girl's always buying flowers from Trader Joe's. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never got, like, I'm like, okay. So do I. Yeah. I, I do that too. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, there's something, there's little things like that that were so in incorporated in her personality and the, the way that she would carry herself and the things that she would do mm -hmm. that I never could put my finger on until I came here and I was like, now I get it. Yeah. I get where you come from and I get who you are. I get why you do the things you do mm -hmm. because you're from this place and you were raised in this culture. So I think for a lot of people that immigrated, they maintain that. There is still a sense of hospitality within like the community that's really diasporan and um, comes from a different generation that really wasn't a part of Armenia's society. Mm -hmm. Um, I still feel that hospitality from them. I think we all have that sense of hospitality within us, right. regardless if you're Western, Eastern, whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. We all have it, but yeah, I think the for the, the people that were born and raised here and came to America, I, I truly understand them so much more now. Yeah, they kind of take those traditions and bring them back home. Yeah, yeah they 100%. completely carry that on, Yeah, no matter really where cool. they are. That's so cool. I was, um, I remember you telling a story once you and I think your cousins and sister who were in town a few weeks ago, you were just walking and trying to find the blue mosque and like someone invited you in their home and, yeah. and, and like fed you. That was the craziest yeah. experience. Like yeah. we were just walking around, um, the older buildings that really haven't been renovated and we we're trying to find the mosque as well. Mm -hmm. And some woman goes, Oh, you guys are tourists? Come here. Yeah, yeah. She pulls us into her house. She tells her son to bring us a platter of, like, fruits. That's so amazing. She's <laughs> just talking to us, asking us about our lives, how we grew up. She's yeah. telling us about their lives. She starts knocking on her neighbor's door and having us, like, 
having her neighbor give us a tour of her house. Like, she's moving the woman out of the way. And no, like, these are our brothers and sisters from Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. show them show our them. homes. That's and so cool. Yeah, like, it was insane. I have those videos, and I just, like, I'm like, wow, this is, this would never happen anywhere. Like, yeah. this is not. It's hospitality magnified right. and just to another extreme it's because we all kind of have that same we have the same bloodline because i i kind of realized that during the genocide so many of us were wiped out that like a a lot of us could be related and we all kind of have the same sense of being um after that happened um what is the biggest difference or what i guess what's the biggest um surprise that um that armenia has brought to you so far or is there anything that's like kind of shocking or like something that you weren't expecting? I mean, there's negatives and positives. Mm-hmm. Something that I didn't really expect at all is to feel so at ease instantaneously. Mm-hmm. The pace of the city is so slow and there's something so relaxing about it mm-hmm. that you get to go sit in a park and just sit on a bench and watch people and they're actually living their lives and being comfortable and like experiencing things in the moment and people are so helpful towards you yeah and they're just so genuine in nature like i'm standing at a light today and it really didn't seem like it was working and some woman just tor- work, like turns to me and she's like oh it doesn't seem like the light's working today does it and like just starts a conversation yeah, like exactly people will talk to you like people will help you like it's a very open place right but there's also negatives as like far as the gender inequality. You mm-hmm. really feel that here. Yeah. I've heard like domestic violence mm-hmm. and that's shocking in a sense. And it just feels like it's such a norm and it's very abrupt to a person that's from America right. or other parts of the world that really don't experience that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really a shock to the system and it's something to... I don't even want to say get used to because that's not something you should get used it's to. It's not, yeah. Yeah. It's not something to... It's something to be. help change and to be aware of and bring awareness to. But yeah, that's that's something that really stuck out to me because I've had multiple instances where I've heard domestic violence happening. and Really? Like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's That's crazy. Yeah. That, that should not happen at all. It shouldn't be the case. To, yeah. But... I talk to this about a, like t- I talk to this to a lot of people mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people that are working with organizations that are really aiming towards ending domestic violence yeah. yeah and educating people here right because there's a lot of uneducated people right and people are still very very traditional yes. very traditional yes. when it comes to um men's roles and women's roles yeah. in the house in society in marriage and it's yeah it's pretty old school here. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you, I guess on a lighter note, what do you look forward to doing the most in the next few months um, in Armenia in general, I guess? So I'm looking forward to Artsakh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be taking a trip to Artsakh in July. Mm-hmm. That's someplace like I, I really want to go to. Yeah. There's a lot of history there. And I just feel like it's going to be this magical experience because Armenia so far has been a magical experience. Like, it feels like a movie. It feels like Narnia. Like, yeah. you go on these excursions and you see these like, what is places. Yeah. yeah, it's so You see yeah. a church 
hidden and tucked away on the top of a mountain. Yeah. And it's like, how is from this a thousand real? Years ago. Yeah, from yeah. a thousand years ago that right. these people have built and created. And yeah. you're just like, how does this exist? Mm-hmm. How is this possible? Yeah. It's so peaceful in a way yeah. to see these these incredible places. It's insane. Um, and then um, for the last question, what does home mean to you? <laughs> That's actually changing in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to figure that out because I feel like a pull, like a tug and a pull. But yeah, home, it really is a feeling. Yeah. It's just this warmth. It's a comfort. Mm-hmm. It's something that's you feel at ease and at peace. I think that's what it is. That's really yeah. Good answer. Do you think that Armenia could potentially be home for you in the future? I think it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so tough to say because I've only been here like a little over a month, mm-hmm. but I have no desire to go back right now. Yeah. And, like, I even talked to my parents about having them come here and slowly but surely... Transitioning. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. It's, it's... Those thoughts are turning into words and I think eventually they turn into action, maybe. Mm-hmm. And That's amazing. Yeah. I mean... That's so cool. This really is an oh. amazing place. It, it feels right. It right. feels right. It feels like you really can thrive here. Mm-hmm. There's so much opportunity, especially coming from a different background and having like that education and knowing that you can make a change and like seeing the overview of things. Our landscape and our minds like are so different from the people that actually grew up here. Right. And they're they have a way more narrow perception of what reality actually can be. Mm-hmm. And ours is so broad and just to be able to bring that here is amazing. Yeah. So that was part one of Hayastan. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know it was really long, um, but I did try to condense it as much as possible. And I hope I did a good job um, kind of expressing the culture and uh, the lifestyle and how it is to live here. And there's just so much to say, which is why I want to do multiple episodes in Armenia, of course. Um, So you guys will be hearing a lot more um, as time goes on. Um, I'm just learning so, so much day after day of living here. And I love experiencing the culture firsthand and volunteering here. The volunteer work is amazing. And uh, while I am really having a good time, um, I like it here, but I just don't love it. Um, and it is very hard to admit that and kind of say that out loud. And and it's hard because all the people that I'm surrounded with here, all the other volunteers and the locals and expats and repats here, they all just, they love it. They are just so, so, so in love with Hayastan and, um, and I'm just not. And it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm the lone one out, but I do really like it, but I'm just not in love with it. Like, like how everyone else is here. Um, it is just a very hard place to live and the quality of life is extremely low. And I know I shouldn't complain because I do have it very good here among most people, but it's kind of just a feeling that I have. Um, I, and just, I just don't vibe with a, a few things that, 
happen here. Um, you know, one being, I just don't like the way that women are treated. Um, I just feel like I'm, I'm in, uh, whenever I'm, whenever I leave my apartment, I automatically have to put like a guard up and, you know, I, I just getting stared at everywhere that you go, it just is not cool. Um, and just in general, the way that men treat women, um, and the way that men treat their wives is just, it's not very good. And I don't want to talk about it too much because I feel like I explained it and, um, you kind of have to see it firsthand here, but it's just, I just don't vibe with it at whatsoever at all. Um, there's also, uh, people here are just extremely homophobic and just not very accepting and progressive in term, you know, in terms of, um, minorities, um, kind of making their way through society. And I just don't vibe with that at all. Um, also like something else I just don't vibe with is that, um, you know, as a former Soviet controlled con- uh, country, Armenia was basically subsidized by Russia for so long. And when the Soviet Union fell, um, you know, people here really didn't have much to do in terms of work and people didn't really even know how to work. So as a result, it's just such a lazy, slow culture. And I know that's a huge generalization, um, but it's still just so prevalent among the older population. And literally people just kind of walk around and sit around outside with no sense of urgency or intention. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't like that. Um, that being said though, the, like I mentioned before, the young population is really making moves in this country and diaspora Armenians come here to, you know, start businesses and start nonprofits. And so it's not all lazy, but, um, and there's so much going on in terms of like technology and entrepreneurship activity going on, which I, which I just think is so cool. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just still such a lazy, lazy culture. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, you know, my, my whole life, I've just wondered what it was like to be here. And, um, you know, I've always had a draw to come here and learn more about my heritage, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen some really amazing places, and it's so 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 beautiful. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I just don't love it, and I don't want, of course, don't want to diss my culture and my heritage and you know where I come from. But um, it's just different than what I expected, and and I think that's okay though. You know, I'm really experiencing it as much as possible. I'm taking advantage of the opportunities to do excursions on the weekends and meet people. Um, talk to locals, and I'm doing as much as I can to really learn more. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where I haven't fallen in love with it yet. And I think I would have fallen in love with it by now. Um, it's been seven weeks. Um, yeah, it'll be seven weeks tomorrow, actually, the day after I release this episode. So I mean, I think it's okay. But it's also one of those things where I've, I've, I've been to so many other amazing, amazing places. And, um, and yeah, um, I, I don't, I also don't think it's something that I have to justify and explain myself to people. Um, it's just, I'm just not in love with it, but I do, I do really like, um, a lot of the things about this place, but, but yeah, um, I think in the next episode, maybe I'll have a different opinion or maybe I'll have a better answer, but, um, but yeah, that's just how the first seven weeks here (laughs) have gone. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to wrap this one up, stay tuned for the next episode and, hoping to uh, present some really great conversations down the road. So I'm going to wrap this one up again and enjoy. Thank you.
I got fire, there's no way.